0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to season two of the Road End Podcast. Each episode, we will speak to a new guest, get to know them, and hear their stories about Liverpool Football Club.
1: Hi everyone, and welcome to season two of the Road End Podcast. Today, I'm joined by professional wrestler Lizzie Evo. Lizzie has since became the first ever. Women's World Champion for 1PW Wrestling. First of all, Lizzie, thanks for joining. How are you?
0: I'm good, thank you. Uh, Yeah, keeping as busy as I can. How are you?
1: Yeah, good, good. It's good to have you on. I've been been trying to sort it for a while, haven't we? But obviously, I've seen how busy you are and we just went on that. that
0: Finally got time to do it.
1: I was going to start with all like how you got into wrestling and that, but (laughs) let's start with the, um, obviously, your big news the last week, the first one pro wrestling women's champion, world champion. Yeah. How good does that feel?
0: Do you know what? It, it feels like, because there was a few people at that show that i had watched growing up, and there's mm. a few people I've I've worked for that, that promotion, like AJ Styles and some big-ass names that you see about now, and you just, for the minute, it took me back, because I, I also looked at the girls that were on the show with me, and I thought, for, for it to be me, you know like i'm proud to come from liverpool and and get them opportunities and be involved with them type of people and it it was just a reminder that everything that i've worked for is just it, it's special you know what i mean like them moments really do make you realize that there's a big wild world out there how
1: long have you been with one pro
0: so they they were a big promotion 10 years ago and they they just stopped running shows for 10 years um so my whole time i've been in wrestling 1pw was just like i don't know why they 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 just came back last year and they asked me to be a part of the first their first one come since coming back and that was october and their first match they put me in with mickey james and i was like this is sick (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't believe how sick it really was because i was thinking I used to watch Mickey James as a little girl, and then obviously, One PW was massive when I started wrestling. Like, to to get on that show meant that you were valued and respected and whatnot. So it's actually sick.
1: Get in. Let's get into it then. So you're from Liverpool, from Aitton. I mean, we all wrestled when we were kids with our mates in our bedrooms and just kick out <laughs> of each other. But why did you get into wrestling? Do
0: you know what? I was more. I like you just. Said I played it loads with my brother when we were kids. I remember when my mum come up and she just got a brand new bed and there was three of us wrestling on it, and one of the slats broke. And she come in and she fucking picked the wood up and she was furious. Like I never forget them days, but they they were like planting me little seeds. And there was one time I remember more than anything, and I was watching WWE and I was just thinking. Like, the way the girls were, the way they portrayed themselves and the way they came out. And, like, I was only young at the time, but I was like, that would be so cool to to do that when I'm older. And that was, ever since then, it was just, like, I want to be a wrestler, I want to be a wrestler. And I found a wrestling school when I was 14. I was going to camp for WWE tickets because I was a big fan. I never really told many people in school about that stuff because I was like, <laughs> it was a bit embarrassing at first. I was like, yeah wrestling people were like oh yeah that wrestler that wrestler and it was like but then at one point before I even started wrestling I would like sort of say yeah I'm wrestling but I wasn't so it was like I was preparing myself for it as it came and then I just I went to this training school and then I never ever look back I it's different because I can't really watch it the way I did when I was younger now it's like I'll put it on and i'll just like flick through it i can't get into it but then when i do it it's so different it's like it's like i'm on a whole new different level like yeah i'm this person now i'm not just lizzie anymore so it's like it's cool because it allows you to to just be authentically whoever you want to be and and embrace like i get so many mums message me now and say oh my little girl watches you wrestling she's she says she wants to be like you when she's older and even if they don't want to wrestle when they're older, even if it just encourages them to do whatever they want to do with with their lives, like, because I never thought it was possible that I would ever reach WWE or that I would ever reach 1PW from Women's World Champion. So every day I'm trying to, like, put it out there that, like, dreams are possible as long as you you believe in yourself and that. But, yeah, now that I'm older, it's like I can't watch it the way I used to watch it or anything like that
1: did you like watching? So obviously I remember the likes of Lita, Trish Stratus and people like that. So who was the one that you wanted to be like?
0: Yeah, Maria, Trish Stratus and Randy Orton were the three people that I watched the most growing up. And I was like, for the women, it was Maria and Trish Stratus. I don't know if, if it was like the way they just portrayed themselves and the way they captivated the audiences. And like, I now as a wrestler, I'm like, what did they do? That got my attention, do you get with me? Mean? So yeah. I always try and like think as a wrestler, what would I, what would connect me to people in that are watching that may have never watched me before. And a lot of people in wrestling don't do that anymore. And I think me watching them people, like Randy Orton especially, as what's planted them seeds for me, like as a wrestler now. You've gone
1: from like wrestling in pontons, and now it's pretty much all over the gaff. How much hard work yeah. goes into wrestling for anyone who doesn't know,
0: it's mad, you know. So, I was busy back when I was 16, 17. As soon as I left school, I got flew out to Japan and I was in Japan wrestling. Um, I think I was over there for two, two and a half weeks. And at the time, you don't realize it, but like when I got home, my schedule just picked up. Like, I was wrestling Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I would, I was working in a little milkshake shop when I was 17, so I would go get 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 all my work done and then I'd go to training at, like, half seven of a night and then it'd just be repeating every single day. And now that I'm older, I feel like it just still hasn't stopped. somebody in the bank? Dad, band. I'm on the phone, sorry. Oh, sorry, babe. <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs> at all I did tell you 10 minutes ago said don't come in the living room on the phone can <laughs> you edit that bit out I
1: don't know I'll see
0: <laughs> that'll end up on a fucking meme page somewhere <laughs> he always does it to me you know, makes me go sweating and all that but I don't even know probably. what I'm saying
1: don't worry let's go on to the, so the long term ambition then what is it for you <laughs>
0: I think the main one for me is like seeing the likes of, you know, Paddy the Baddy coming from Liverpool do what he does and Steven Gerrard, and just all them big names that over the years I've I've looked at and I've been like, well, they've come from the same place as me. Like Steve Gerrard from the Bluebells, literally around the corner from where I live. So I my main goal is I just want to be remembered as you know, one of the best female wrestlers that came out of Liverpool, especially and um, because I know a few girls are coming up now and like my main goal is I wanna set them foundations of, you know, my my wrestling gear is dedicated to the ninety seven and yeah. like I Liverpool is like a strong, strong place in my art. Like not just the city but the people of Liverpool and throughout the years, no matter where I've gone in life, like I went to Dubai, everywhere and nowhere is like being in Liverpool. And so the main thing for me is just to do whatever I want to do with wrestling, be successful, do what I want to do with my life. But, you know, always make sure that people know this is the place that raised me and made me exactly who I am and set me on that way. Because I feel like me being a scouser is my personality in the ring and people, although they love to hate us and they won't admit it, people hate Scousers, but um, I feel like I'm getting that turn of, although she's a Scouser, she's nice. You know what I mean? And and that's yeah. nice because we get so stereotyped all the time and people go, oh yeah, don't trust Scousers, Scousers this. And it, it can be funny at times, like in wrestling over the years, wherever I've gone, people are like, oh, that, watch that Scouser. And it's funny because I'm the only Scouser, but at the same time, we are good people and I want people to know that we are good people, you know, we are very caring people and my main goal is to absolutely smash wrestling but make sure that, like, everyone knows where I come from, mainly.
1: Do you get much shit when you're out on the road from being from Liverpool then?
0: Yeah, all the time. So, Manchester's probably the worst one for me. It's like, I think because I don't, I don't do myself any favours and I'm like, when I go to Manchester my brain starts getting dead creative and I'm like what can I do to take the piss out of them because when I'm <laughs> in Manchester I'm a baddie so it's like I have to play up to the part so uh, um, recently I did like this this tights trom where it was just like fuck Manchester and pictures of Klopp were coming up and you know it was it was class it was really good and someone was like spitting at me in that and I was like fuck me wow. these actually take this dead serious but I was just laughing doing it me I was like yeah this is my job but then you actually think football to some people and being a scouser is like they, they hate us so they'll always like oh, people just do me and like they don't even do it because I'm a baddie sometimes they do it because they genuinely hate scousers and I just see it all over the face it's like what the fuck why why <laughs> What did we do? So,
1: other than the middle finger, how do you deal with it?
0: Laugh. I laugh and then get the pin at the end and it's like, well, you can't really do anything now, can you? Because I've just, I've just just... (laughs) terrified. So, I think sometimes it's just being, it's just being smart as well. Like, they want to take the piss out of me, but at the end of it, I'm always the one who gets the last laugh. So, that's how I always look at it. And it's, it's dead refreshing, actually. It is dead refreshing.
1: If people are spitting at you, what, what happens? To, surely there's some sort of like fucking kick off with superiority. Yeah, I that. mean
0: it never, it never touched me or it never reached me or anything, and I don't like. But in the past, when that has happened, like um, promoters often take care of it, and they just they either get rid of them. But I'm like, I'm like, I don't really give a shit if people are doing that, mate. Like, obviously, if you spit touches me, that's a different yeah. ball game. I'm gonna start swinging digs at you, but. <laughs> I don't mind getting the heat. Like I've, I'm there yeah. in Manchester for the reason you've, they've booked me to be a baddie because they obviously think I'm going to get over with the fans. So my main goal here is to get them to hate me as much as I possibly can. So that's spitting at me is me going, yeah, that's my job done. You know what I mean? So yeah. like sometimes it can be, oh, that best not fucking touch me that or be careful, you know, but it's, Never really been as serious where, really. like, I've been face-to-face with someone, but I can see where people hate me. We've all
1: grew up and we've yeah. all thought, like, people going through tables and steel chairs across their heads and all that, how the fuck are they still walking around? So, to an extent, obviously, there's some sort of, let's say, playing up more than being fake. How much do you actually fucking get earth when you get a um, pile
0: drive and stuff like that? Under the ring, yeah, that we all bump on is just wood. And a little bit of like a little bit of padding. So we are basically just falling on boards, like wooden boards, with a tiny touch of padding. So most days I wake up and my back is completely fucked. I I my injuries I've had now, <laughs> you're gonna laugh. I've had a snap toe. My jaws being out of place twice. Both of my rotator cuffs have been completely fucked. My right kneecap was the kneecap was actually pushed in and I had to have physio on it. Like, these, so much injuries that comes with... Especially if you're not looking after your body properly or you're not, like, training as often as you should be. Like, the injuries come so much. And especially when, like, in the ring. Of course, you know, with it being, like, professional wrestling to the extent that we do it, you have to learn the safety of it first so the safety of protecting yourself when you're landing on them falls or you know just protect yourself at all times and I I don't know why but sometimes you'll see like people really protect themselves they cover themselves up and and like try and avoid getting that actual contact that hits them but I always say although I know it is like to some extent like taking care of yourself I don't do nothing on this protecting me face and, and that because I just think people already say it's fake people already yeah. go online and say wrestling this wrestling's really fake I can't give it the time of day so I will openly leave my face there when I like I'm not going to protect myself in that sense because I'll protect myself when I take a bump because you know I don't want to get winded and shit like that and you can if you don't bump properly but I want to make sure people know that wrestling is a contact sport as much as it can be fake to some people. You know, like Mm -hmm. my jaw being out of place a few times from forearms, just people forearming me in the jaw, that's not fake to me. You know what I mean? Every day I wake up and I'm like, yeah, wrestling's fake and my body's clicking in every place. So (laughs) people don't really realise that it's actually putting us through a lot and you can go online and say it's fake, but... You know we we actually have to put up with the injuries and deal with that shit daily. Tell
1: What's you. your signature move then? For anyone that wants to know,
0: I have a few. Um, so I do a just a knee to the face. That's my finish move, and I call it the Virgil Van strike I, I come up with it years <laughs> ago because I was like, I was <laughs> I was trying to come up with like Liverpool players' names for my move set because obviously I have. The ninety seven on the wrestling gear, and I got the red and gold colour when we won the Premier League. When like obviously it's been thirty years, and so I was like, what? What could I name my moves? So I do a German suplex and I call it the Clock Drop. Right. <laughs> um, I did obviously the knee, and that's the Virtual Van strike. And then I've got, I do like a drop kick from the second rope, and I call it the Allison Decker. <laughs> they the that I have I'm trying to come up with <laughs> I'm trying to come up with Some more but my brain's not really cooperating at the minute Making me too many concussions
1: <laughs> So for anyone who's going to Be listening to this back Come up with some suggestions on Twitter for us And we'll send them over Please to Lizzie Please do, sure we get on. tag me in any You're doing a lot of work in the gym You're doing a lot of work with your shows Because they're on constantly on different promotions And stuff, so um. Do you get to see much of the Reds? And if you do, what have you thought?
0: This season's been the hardest one in terms of going to wrestling shows because sometimes my shows have clashed with days that we play and I could just be wrestling and someone will shout the score out to me and just, I'm just thinking, I can't be ass with this. But then I have to take the good with the bad because a few years ago I was, like, tethered than them because I was in a better position and, like... You just because we're having a bad season, you can't, you can't, you know. But it's fucking hard, isn't it? It's really tough. For me, off. my football is my guilty pleasure. Like I w- love watching the footy. So whenever I see the Reds have a bad game, my day is ruined, ruined.
1: No, you feel. Especially
0: <laughs> when I'm wrestling, all of them. So what do you get people shouting out in the crowd? and Not about Liverpool. Yeah, it's some, sometimes it's on the entrance or depending on what, what like what's going on on that day, if there's a match on or if, say, we played the day before, they'll just turn the phone around to me with the score. And a few times I've had it all back flipping for real because I actually take football so serious. And the minute that people start heading like, Liverpool, I get angry. Like someone was saying to me the other day about Trent and was like, yeah, he's not that good is he, he's just like, he just had a few good runs and and I was probably getting, my blood was boiling, I was like, shut the fuck up, he actually is good, like you're just being bitter now and you know he's yeah. fucking good. <laughs> so yeah, shit like that, when I'm dealing with that, I'm like, oh, I can't cope with that, but you, like I said, you got to take the good with the bad, haven't you?
1: I wanted to ask you this because I know all, all wrestlers can obviously throw people about. Loads. How hard are you?
0: <laughs> do you know loads of people say this to me yet? Yeah, and I'm don't I do not i do not blow my own trumpet or nothing like that. And but when I was younger, my my sisters both got bullied in school, like all throughout school, one older, one younger. And so I was basically in the middle and I was constantly fighting for them like I I couldn't see any of my sisters get bullied or so there was a I got kicked out of school in year eight and I had to find a new mainstream school but no one would take me so yeah my whole year nine days was just me trying to find a school and going to -to one-to-one in a in this college to learn and that I think that was when I realized I need to rein this in a little bit because you know, anything can happen at a young age, right? You can get fucking criminal records. And I always wanted to get to the WWE at some point. So I had to reign the fight legit fighting him at such a young age. But don't get me wrong, what since being in wrestling, a few people have tried to test me and they've they've been put in the place rightly so as well because I look a lot and a lot of these are wrestlers, like and I see that a lot of them haven't had real fights in real life. And some of them come at me with attitudes and fucking, and, like, and I just think I, you are mistaken my kindness for weakness because although this, you want to call this what we do, entertainment, fake or whatever, I'll show you dead quick. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I don't like things like that. And I've tried my best to always rein it in. But it's good to know that people know the place sometimes. That's... That's just it. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we are now going to do a quick fire round with our guests. This could be very controversial.
1: I've, I finish every episode with a quick fire round. I won't keep it any longer. I know you have got training and things, so you've just got to be as quick as you can, as honest as you can. Okay. Um, the Rock
0: or Stone Cold? Stone Cold. Why? Stone Cold when I look at Stone Cold's wrestling compared to the rock, Stone Cold's more me. He's more like like a proper brawler fighting just and the rock hit perfect sets. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I would definitely say Austin for sure. If you wasn't a wrestler, what would you be? An actor, maybe?
1: Really, yeah?
0: Nah that was shit. I don't think I would be an actor, you know. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, an interior designer.
1: Oh, that is literally the opposite of what I thought you were gonna say.
0: Complete opposite. But in my free time, I always like um I've got this this app where I'll, you know, like make an empty room into a room. And I just love getting creative with my brain with stuff like that. So I think interior designer would definitely be one that I'd look into doing when I stop wrestling.
1: If you could headline somewhere, where would it be? Anfield. Good answer. Hundred percent Anfield. Away
0: from that. I don't know, you know, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm slowly getting there. I think I'll get there eventually. Maybe when I'm thirty. Give, give me, give me six years, and I'll get there.
1: Okay. And lastly, what advice have you got for anyone wanting to grow up and be a wrestler, but not only for girls, but for boys as well?
0: So my advice would be to do your research on a training school. Make sure you train in school as people that know what they're doing, safe, going to put your safety first and, most importantly, going to push you to be the best you. And also remember that, life doesn't matter what people say, especially if they are from Liverpool. A lot of the times through the years I've had people say to me, you, you know, you, you're not going to really make that because you're from this place. And if anything, that gave me motivation to want to do it more because I wanted to be the first to say, OK, I can Um, So just always listen to to yourself and what you want and don't let someone else put you down because their closed minds tell them they can't do it. It doesn't mean it's the same for you.
1: Perfect. Okay, and last but not least, have you got a message for the Tories? Fuck the Tories! (laughs) (laughs) Quality. All right, well... I'll leave you there. Thanks for your time today, Lizzie. I appreciate it and um, congrats on the title as well.
0: Thank you so much for having me on. Again, sorry Dom, that it took so long to even get it arranged and, and settled. And I'm a bit fucking rough today as well, everyone, by the way, because it's been an awful weekend in terms of travel. Like we did um, Scotland and then Doncaster. Oh, it's just been, I haven't had minute, but yeah. Dom, thank you very much. You take care of yourself. You too. See you later. Thanks to everyone for listening in to today's podcast and thank you to our amazing guests. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. Don't forget to follow us on social media, twitter.com forward slash Pod, and on Instagram, Instagram slash Pod.